Did you ever think you would make it? I feel I'm so close I could take sweet victory. I know this life meant for me. Yeah, why would you bet on Goliath when we got bet David? Value taming, giving values contagious. This world of entrepreneurs, we get no value to haters. How they run, homie, look what I become. I'm the, I'm the one. Okay, so we got a special podcast today. Let me lower the volume here while Adam is telling me about a girl he broke up with because he didn't like her name. Her last name. (laughs) First name. Tragic. Her first name. Her first name or her last name? Uh, Who's her first name? Her first name. Anyway, today's not about so, me, though. So, oh. Jose wasn't, you didn't. <laughs> All right, so today's guest, today's Dylan guest, today's Lorraine. guest. We got a lot of things to cover. We got Elizabeth Pipko in the house, who's a former model, 2016 Trump campaign staffer, who was the founder and president of the Exodus Movement, which is committed to fighting the rising anti-Americanism and anti-Semitism of the far left, as well as promoting support for Israel. Thanks. uh, Good to have you on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. So tell us your story. Tell the audience your uh, story a little bit. Okay, it's a long story, but I'm going to attempt to shorten it. Give us the short version of it, yeah. Um, I grew up a daughter of immigrants from the former Soviet Union. Very proud um, Russian Jew in New York City. Went to Orthodox school, synagogue, the whole nine yards. Everything my family could not do back in the Soviet Union. Um, Around 11 years old, I discovered that I wanted to be an Olympic figure skater, which was very random. My mom, being the best person in the world, moved me to Florida to the only coaches that were willing to train me. I skated about six years, 10 hours a day. The whole nine was asked to go to the Olympics for 2014 for the team of Israel. Um, Then I destroyed my ankle and was told I would never walk again. Took me some time to get my life together. Right. Um, Moved back to New York City. I was discovered by a photographer, signed with Wilhelmina Models uh, in a few months. I went back to school and modeling and somehow ended up in politics. And now I'm trying to combine all of that together. How did that happen? How do you go from modeling to politics? Because those two typically don't collide. Um, Figure skating. Modeling to politics. Right. Topic, right? (laughs) What's that movie? Topic. Well, Cutting Edge. Cutting Cutting Edge, yes. Cutting Edge. Mm -hmm. That was a great movie. Hold that up. Cutting said, edge. You said former model. You can't say. Yeah, I'm actually she modeling doesn't now. Still are. Yeah. Okay. She has yeah, to yeah, still yeah. be a model. Still got it, girl. I mean, I still got it. Yeah. Who with? Who are you modeling with right now? Um, I have two agencies, one here and one in Atlanta, and I'm actually more successful now than I was a few Let's years ago. Let's go. I will take it. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So tell us about politics and modeling. How did that happen? Um, I worked for Donald Trump in 2016 That's on problematic his, in that right, only a little, yeah. only a little, um, on his presidential campaign, uh, somehow ended up there and kept that a giant secret so I can continue modeling. Obviously secrets nowadays do not last. I came out, um, ended up in politics. 45% of working women ages 25 to 40. Rob? He's like, this that, is the no, most that's, that's the left. Story that's the ever. left trying to interrupt Rob, her from no, as soon Rob's as she, on Instagram. He's as soon as she said she supports. Oh, go ahead. It. You were saying so. You you it was a secret. Then it got secret, out. Secret. It got out. Yeah. Um, a lot of people, I think, on the right were very excited that like a young Jewish woman was, I guess, on their side and wanted to utilize that. Still not thrilled about a lot of the opportunities that came my way, but I tried to make the best of it. Um, and then realized I think I'm a little more center than I originally thought. But somehow I was allowed into that world and given a giant platform, and now I'm trying to combine it in a way where I can still model and do politics and whatever else I wanted. So, so I'm curious. So tell me, like, what was, you know, as somebody who's modeling, you're in that world, uh, you know, I have friends. We're, I'm from L.A., so I have a lot of friends that yeah. are in that world. And it's you, you got to kind of follow the rules and guidelines of what they have. 
How did you all of a sudden say, I like what this guy has to say, Trump, and then what's the transition into now wanting to become a little more independent? Uh, so the first transition, I was in New York. Um, I lived a few blocks from Trump Tower. I had known who Donald Trump was because he um, ran Wallman Rink. I believe ran and owned the figure skating or the ice skating rink that I started skating at when I was 10 or 11. Very strategic move. Yeah, Smart. right. So that's the only thing I knew about him, honestly. Um, I had seen him like give out medals at one of our competitions. You literally knew nothing ago. else about him, but that. I knew that, and the fact that he had a TV show that a lot of my friends watched, but I never God. watched. It's so all Donald was the guy that owned the place that we go to, and that's about it. That's Mr. Donald. He didn't own that's the Donald. place. He built the skating rink that the oh, city wow. was unable God. to build. Apparently, wow. it was a very big deal. I was told. Um, all if you look at like any of my skating photos when I was like ten or eleven, just like the giant word Trump behind me um because he likes to put his name on stuff obviously oh, yeah. so that was all i knew um i thought he was different and cool and angry and as someone who was told for six years that i was never going to skate again but wanting to get back on the ice i thought it was pretty special watching a guy kind of be laughed at every day just tell the world he's going to be president despite being at one percent in the polls and i think that kind of that got me and that so was that it. was it the fact that, that he it. was an underdog yeah. So it wasn't even policies. You related to the fact that he was, was a fight. Just the underdog. How yeah. So then you go and you're like, okay, I'm going to help this, you know, be part of the campaign. And then at one point, are you kind of like, yeah, I'm really not a Republican. I'm more of an independent. What happened there? I think growing up in New York City, realizing I was more right than a lot of people, I thought I was right wing or like right leaning. But it turns out just if you're a centrist in New York, you're assumed to be right leaning. That was all. Um, I like that he was pro-America. I'll give him that. Like when I was first starting out, it was like America first and that's it. Um, and I like that he was an underdog. Like that was it, just like the underdog story because I needed that in my life. Um, I think I met a lot of people around him that were more right than him, but I still kind of see him as a centrist. And I think when compared now, even to DeSantis, people are starting to realize he's possibly even more electable than a lot of people on the right. I'm sure we'll talk about that as well. But I don't see him as right as I think a lot of people do. I definitely don't see myself that way either. But Interesting. it's like a weird space to be in, I think, to be common sense nowadays because you're assumed to be let, right. Let me ask you a question about New York, Elizabeth. So I yeah. just was there this weekend, mm -hmm. and uh, I love New York, um, but for a weekend, right. right? So you said that for New York, yeah. you were you thought you were right wing. It just turns out you're a common sense right you know, moderate, normal person. Uh, a lot of people are fleeing New York these days at, what, $30 billion of tax revenue right. left over the last few years. We just had Rudy Giuliani on the podcast, what, two weeks ago? Yeah. The mayor uh, who cleaned up New York City. Uh, in New York City, I, I mean, maybe it's because I'm just conscious of it these days. There's so much uh, LGBT flags going around. Yeah. I saw trans, like, just apparently, just you just you they're out there. The trans community's <laughs> out there just... Parading, stomping. Um, my question to you is like, so <laughs> you're a moderate, but in New York, you're you would probably be considered right wing, MAGA, crazy. Yeah, yeah you're you're a you're you'd be a lunatic there. Right. But how do you grapple that? Right, like the lunacy seems to be coming from that side of the aisle. Yet you're the bigot. You're the you're you're the weirdo the for Nazi. not just for just yeah. being a normal yeah. person. How do you deal with that? Um, I mean, I don't mind it, honestly. It's like a weird space to be in because there's people I'll talk to here who think I'm like way too far left. So I don't mind it. It's kind of nice. I go back and forth quite a bit, so I don't mind the balance. I think I'd get pretty sick of it if I stayed in one spot and like realized how much I didn't fit in. But I feel like the whole country is just secretly a country of outsiders, so I don't mind it at all. And I don't feel like you should get bogged down because in the center of like New York City, the center of the entire world, there's a lot of people that might disagree with you because if you go anywhere to the left or the right, they're going to be on your side. So I'm curious. Uh, how 
I know it's not an appropriate question to ask, but I think Uh-oh. it's public. You're how old? 1995. <laughs> You're June 26th. Get out of here. That's um, that Brooklyn's birthday. Yeah. yeah. Like my daughter's yeah. born on June 26th. Oh, awesome. It's our okay. anniversary as well, June 26th. Okay. So you're 27, about to be 28. Okay. So 27, Mm -hmm. Harvard Extension, Harvard, University of Pennsylvania. Are you doing Wharton or are you going just to UPenn? Um, I'm at the School of Social Policy and Practice. I have my last class tonight, actually. You're done with that? Really? Yeah. Congratulations. So here's my question for you. Because we don't know what it's like. All our ages start with the number four. Mm-hmm. And some of us would like to say starts with a number three. 39. But it's all four. We're all in the fours here. Fully committed. He just turned 40. For the third time. Yeah. For the third time. <laughs> yeah. So it happened again. But, but the question is the following. You said I was, you know, you know, I was more, you know, Trump camp and this, this, that. And I realize I'm not a Republican than independent. Uh, is anything with school teachers today that you're still in school are they have they influenced any of your policies or your views while you're going to school in a season like this i don't think my views because i've gotten very lucky with doing school partially online taking my time taking a little longer than i should have um obviously doing work on the side that would probably change my mind about anything they would tell me but i've seen i mean the things i've seen in school i don't want to say anything as i'm still in school right now but I mean, you can't. It's very hard to escape without being completely radicalized. Like, every class has some kind of undertone of every liberalism. Class. Everything. Yeah. So so that's the part, what, you know? What so are some, What are some examples of that? Like, when you say the undertone, how much of it is under the surface? How yeah. much is this full-on explicit? What, what, what have you experienced? I mean, the like, the actual students, very explicit. Um, before I went to Penn, I spoke to, like, an alum because I was very curious about, like, the anti-Israel sentiment on campus and... I mean, she warned me kind of what I was kind of expecting, but a little afraid of. Um, I think that's the worst part, like the anti-Semitism, anti-Israel bias. That part's really scary. I think Columbia and NYU are some of the worst in the country, which is crazy because New York is full of Jews. That's kind of all I knew. I didn't know how few Jews there were in the country growing up in New York because I thought everyone was Jewish. (laughs) So that's pretty scary. But I mean, it's, it's hard. It's every single class and it's from current events to like, you know, Roe versus Wade being overturned, meaning that we're mourning in class instead of studying. To literally, literally to so that's, um, that's what we don't know. We were yeah. mourning when Tupac died. That was that's the what sad, we were mourning. Yeah, that was over. that was yeah. yeah. The teacher even was sitting there yeah. saying, "What a oh. sad day." I think my friend at NYU said when Trump won in '16, they all wore black to school for two weeks because it was America's funeral. Wasn't it? Yeah, so, and, and, and they literally started bringing in emotional support like yeah. ponies and. Uh, like literally, they brought them. They had like s- sessions where well, people. What did, what did, what did the, uh, one of our girls here said that uh, she lost friends because she didn't post uh, the, the black, black the Instagram black square 100%. and people. Yeah. They're like, "Why don't you post it?" It's like, "What do you mean? Why didn't I post yeah. it?" It's almost like the pressure to have to post it. Yeah, you right. know, my kids right now are going through the age where uh, there's bullying going on. Okay, and. You know, uh, uh, Dylan doesn't get bullied. You're not, he's, Dylan, a, Dylan's, he's choked me out the other day. <laughs> Dylan's the one that is the the kid everybody wants to be friends with. Yeah, yeah. Because he's like, if you're friends with Dylan, you're scored away. He gets the girls, he gets all that stuff. Yeah. That's Dylan. Yeah. He's got the energy. Senna is the center of all attention. You know, she's like in the class. She's a girlfriend everybody wants to have. <laughs> so Senna's friends are the pretty friends and all this yeah. stuff. Brooklyn is home kicking it with Melvin Papa. She's chilling, right? <laughs> yeah. But Tico is going through the phase at 11 years old where things are happening. People are saying things. Conversations are being had. It's being pushed. He's coming home. He's asking the questions. Why did they say this? Why is this happening? And you have to know if a person comes home 
today and they don't have somebody to talk to, to reason with, most of the time, unless if this kid has got a strong backbone character at that age, you're going to cave because your entire MO in school when you're younger is to what? To conform and to be popular. You want to be cool. You want Part people to cool like you. Right. You want to be like, man, they, they don't like me? Well, she said I'm stupid. You know, She said what a dumb thing. And then you're like, oh, my God, she said that. And he said this. So you're so much trying to join the club. And, and imagine like even if when we went to school, how much do you remember when we went to school? How much do you remember politics being involved? Zero. I don't. I didn't since and because me and Pat were both in the in the in the military. I didn't know what left or right or anything was till I got out and I moved to Los Angeles. Then I was like, "Holy shit!" Like the Trump situation made me go, "Oh my god, is it that? Is it that bad that they don't want to lose that that control yeah. and that power?" I did you hear anything in school about no, left or I right? Don't, or? I don't remember. I mean, listen, it would happen. Some things would happen, and you know, people would make their comments, but. You know, to be everybody dresses black in school <laughs> because of what happened, Trump and Roe v. Wade, everybody's mourning instead of it is a it's got to be a weird season today. One lady I'm talking to uh, who's uh, one of the most powerful recruiters in the insurance industry. She's the executive. She hires C-suites for companies. So she hires all the C-suites for companies. We're having a conversation. I said, you know, half the battle right now. She's a little older than me. Her kids are in their 20s. I said, you know, the, the challenge with parenting today is the goal is to make sure you don't screw your kids up too much, okay? Because it's like you're you're having to deal with how hard it is to be a parent today, but it's got to be even much harder to be a kid today. Oh, my God. From the angles you're being targeted. Was it like that for you in high school as well or not really? Um, I went to high school online because okay. I Smart. wanted to go so to the Olympics. Say. But in middle school, I was bullied really badly. Not over politics, but, I mean, I ate lunch in the bathroom for months. Like, I was really bullied. So thinking back... Now, if that ended up being political, I don't know what I probably would have done just to get to eat lunch with my that, friends. Did that toughen day. you up a little bit? Was I it? think so. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, mm. it is what it is. Favorite figure skating movie? <laughs> I mean, Ice Princess. Ice Obviously. Princess? Yeah, okay. of course. I mean, that many to choose from. Yeah. Oh, and then fa favorite figure skaters. There's somebody that you, you know, like There's a lot. There's a Russian skater named Evgeny Plushenko, who's the reason I started skating. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah, there's a... Uh, I remember there's a picture of me and uh, uh, who, Mary Lou Retton, mm -hmm. and I'm introducing her, uh, and I remember I'm standing next to her. I'm like, Mary Lou Retton? She was like, I don't know how tall she is. She's got to be like 4'10 yeah, or 4'11. She's 11. a gymnast. They're even smaller than figure yeah, skaters. Figure skater. Yeah, Yeah, but who, who's the one? Mo, uh, uh, Mogacini? Uh, 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 what's the one? Dominica Mucciano. Dominica Mucciano. Yeah. She's a yeah. gymnast as well. Yeah, You got, she, you got your sports. Yeah. She follows right the now. podcast. She follows oh, the podcast. She, we, we, on Twitter, we go back and forth. No, but Mary Lou Retton, tiny. Are figure skaters also tiny? Like a, They're a pretty small. Okay, yeah. you're not small, though. You're no, tall. No, it wasn't good for me. I was so, supposed to do pairs, actually, because I was so tiny. Yeah. And then after I got injured... Um, I came back and I'd grown probably like 10 inches and gained like 80 pounds. And I realized all that was out the window. Done. Done. <laughs> so height doesn't help in, in that world. After five, two, you're pretty screwed. Yeah. yeah. Well, it helps in modeling, though. It's right. a completely different space. I'm like a tiny bit too short for that and then too tall for So you're right, right in the middle. Yeah. So right. that's why you go into politics. Yes. Where it, I'm also right in the middle. See? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But some people would say you also think Trump's in the middle and, and that would drive some people insane. Today, people Which is think. why it's funny. People think Rogan is a Republican today. He's far yeah. right. Someone what? said that to me yesterday. They're like, yeah, that guy, Joe Rogan, he's like super strong, like far right guy. I'm like, Joe Rogan? <laughs> He was a Bernie Sanders supporter. But it, we, we showed this on the podcast the other day with the, the, the cartoon stick figure thing with Elon Musk. Yeah. About basically how far the left has gone. 
And you can make the case that some of the people on the right have also are a little far gone, but I think if you're comparing apples to apples, yeah, this thing right here, the, the left has kind of lost their mind a lot of times. This thing right here. Yeah, 2008. Tweets about American... I mean... Can you scroll in on that? Punch in? Center. Yep. So nothing's changed. It's just a lot has changed. But center went to the right, and a bunch of the people on the left are kind of like now seen as yeah. Republicans. Because you constantly hear things like, if JFK was a, yeah. a candidate today, yeah. you'd be Republican. Let's hit some issues. So would Bill Clinton. You're good, good with that? We're going to some issues? I'm okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so first issue I want to hit up is what happened with you and your uh, ex uh, over the weekend, Chelsea yeah. Handler. <laughs> so this is pretty wild. Uh, you, you text me in the middle of the night. Yeah. And I look at this, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So apparently Adam has triggered Chelsea Handler where her team made a video, edited with Adam responding mm -hmm. to Adam as an alpha man. And you should see what she had to say. Uh, Rob, please play this clip and we'd like to get a little bit of reaction. You guys are e easily triggered, from, from don't watch. Three men in their 40s yeah. and somebody in their 20s. If you're easily triggered, don't watch Go this. ahead, go ahead, play this. 45% of working women ages 25 to 45 by 2030 will be non-married no kids single okay so you might say well what's wrong with that okay i'll tell you what's wrong with that nothing i usually don't do things like this but when i have to listen to men talk like that i have no choice but to sedate myself with drugs and alcohol <laughs> lately i've been loud and proud about my status as a single unmarried childless wild woman and apparently some men cannot handle that every time i go on instagram i stumble upon sde morons like this guy pontificating about how unhappy women like me must be if you think that you're going to be 45 years old no kids not married and that you're going to genuinely be fulfilled in life because you made money best of luck to you honey right no best of luck to you honey that clip was posted to an instagram account called alpha motivation zero you got the zero part right <laughs> anybody that follows that account is getting zero pikachu i'm sorry but if the child-free joyride i'm on triggers you here's a hint if you need daily alpha content to remind you to be alpha you might not be an alpha Take it from an alpha. And the truth is, studies show that single women live longer and are happier. You want to know why? Because they wake up every day and they don't have to listen to d like you. Anyway, I have to go because my single unmarried ass is about to perform at my sold out comedy show. I'd invite you, but there are no tickets left. <laughs> Bye. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So what was your first reaction when you saw that, by the way? Well, does anything scream, I'm so happy at chugging <laughs> vodka at 9 a.m.? I'm so happy with my life as I'm yeah. funneling vodka yeah. as soon as I wake up. Yeah. So uh, clearly she's triggered. Clearly, yeah. if I'm in her yeah. position right now, I'm doing everything I can to justify my life's decisions. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's, it's one of those things where don't get mad at me, Chelsea Handler. Get mad at the facts. All I was doing is reading a report from Morgan Stanley, pretty credible source. Mm -hmm. They gave a report called the She Economy, right? Not the economy, the She Economy. And essentially what they did was state some facts about how modern day feminism has, I guess, empowered women to, you know, work, get that bag, make that money. That's great. But what are the ramifications of those, those decisions? Well, the ramifications is you might end up like Chelsea Handler, alone, single, no man in your life, 
and just banging a bunch of random dudes that you meet on Hinge and Raya and Bumble. And if that's what you want out of your life, follow the Chelsea Handler path. But if you want to be a beautiful feminine woman like our friend over here today, maybe you balance having a career, but also understanding that you should also be a feminine, beautiful woman. Last point. She called herself, take it from an alpha. Uh, no dude wants an alpha chick with packing BDE telling him what to do. And I responded on Twitter. I don't know if we could pull that up. I said, maybe that's why guys like 50 Cent, uh, Joe, Coy, Joe Coy, and the chef, whatever, I forget, the, Bobby Flay, basically hit it and quit it. Because, yeah, they'll bang you out, Chelsea, yeah. but they're not going to wife you up. And at the end of the day, I think that is the 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 what a woman is looking for. Newsflash, honey, men don't want alpha chicks with BDE. Maybe that's why 50 Cent, Bobby Flay, and Joy K hit it and quit it. At 48, your beauty and humor, for sure, have faded. You drown yourself with alcohol and drugs to sedate your sorrow. And then I took a line from Wedding Crashers, now go comatose for me, baby. <laughs> what do you think about this? That was a lot. <laughs> it was. Um, I don't know about the hitting and quitting it situation. I'm not a guy. That's possible. Um, I don't know. I got married when I was very young, and people seemed very unhappy about that. Wait, you're still married? I am still God married. I know, right? <laughs> I didn't say. I didn't say happily. <laughs> I didn't say. <laughs> wow. There's still an opportunity, Vinny. Okay, I'm back. I'm back. Didn't I'm say back. happy. She said not happy. Okay, I'm back. No, I'm yeah. joking. <laughs> Uh, so, okay. so, but what do you How think about you when you got married? I was 23. This? People yeah, thought young. I was absolutely bad shit. Mm-hmm. Most people thought I was pregnant, which I was not. Um, I don't know. I think it's weird. I think the entire world seems to be very big on encouraging people to do things that might make them feel better about themselves so that everyone can be miserable together. Like, that kind of seems like what it is. From, like, middle school, people were bullying me. People really don't like when anyone does something that might make them happy or different because they want everyone to be miserable together, you know? You know, Misery loves company. By yeah. the way, do you know her story? Do you know what happened to her when she was a kid? Chelsea? Yeah. Do you know what happened to her when she was a kid? So apparently, so I was actually like curious to know, like, why is this girl so, she, you know, she does not seem happy. Mm-hmm. And then you see some of her clips. Happy people don't try to convince people they're happy. Right. You know how somebody who is, uh, 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 what happened, Adam? No, he's pulling up yeah. another. You know clip. how somebody is, you know, trying so hard to convince you that they're good or they're happy or they're successful or they're smart. Mm-hmm. There's typically a very deep insecurity, pain. There's something there, right? Mm-hmm. So, for example, you ask Michael the question, "Who's the greatest of all time?" Michael says it's unfair because there's a lot of different guys that came before me. He never says I'm the greatest of all time. You ask LeBron, LeBron says what? I'm, I'm the, the greatest. Best. Of- I'm the okay, best. it's a different perspective. This girl's brother died at seven or eight years old, and a family had such a hard time with it that apparently they stopped you know, paying attention to her, and she went through that pain as a kid of what happened there. Okay, So you, you don't become like this by accident. She's gone through numbers of therapy sessions. Conan O'Brien had her on talking about why did you have a guy pee on you in the middle of the ocean, and you post a video. There's a video that came out live about her with uh, you know sex tape and all this stuff. I really wanted to be out there. Uh, this is an older tape. You know, it, it's almost like uh, it, 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 a person you talk to that offends you first in case you are going to make them feel bad to kind of, you know, belittle you to feel better about themselves. You kind of feel like she's going through it. And quite frankly, here's a challenge. Mm-hmm. How many followers does she have? Go to her uh, account, Twitter. How many followers? Does she just click on a link. What is it? 7.8 7. million? Yeah. 7.6 million. 
She gets a lot of eyeballs. A lot of people mm -hmm. follow her. She's admired by people from that space. If you actually go to the tweet that she tweeted and read the comments under her. So go to the video that she tweeted and watch the comments. So it's not like she's alone here. Zoom in a little bit. So is he wearing a suit uh, to a misogyny discussion? Oh, man. Okay, there you go, the first one. The reason I chose to be single is because of men like this. There's an overwhelmingly large number of men with... Uh, what is it? M maturity of what is it? Mut maturity. Maturity of babies who think it is my job to be the mother. Is it shocking? I would choose fun vacations, doing stuff with friends, and making money over that. And then some guy responds back, "LOL, you let random men online dictate how you live your life." Remember your interview with uh, Kumani, and all you could do is focus on the facts that he's a Muslim. If if uh, it was strange, anyways. So there's a lot of people. I'm almost 49, childless, unmarried, and quite happy to not have to pick up after a jerk jerk jerkwad man. Jerkwad man. I have my dog and cat for the company, and I have it. I mean, that's the world. Yeah. So she's I have my dog and my cat. As long as she's got a vibrator, she's happy as hell. Yeah. That's the comment that's right what there. She said, and the well, that comes from too, Adam. You guys know this. When you're, she was on the Chelsea Handler show, which was like successful, and she was out. There. Used to be very funny. You, 20 no, years dude, ago. Yeah. hilarious. The writers were dope. Everything was on point. Once that window closes, then you got nothing going on. You're sitting there drinking. She yeah. has to come at people like you to make herself relevant again. I'm really no good different. friends with Joe Coy, and I, I think that whole going on tour with him and we're dating and everything was just to big up her name to get, draw his audience. Mm -hmm. Now she's selling out places again because of that stuff. That's how Hollywood works, bro. She's, yeah, she's not relevant. Now she's relevant again. My, no, nobody cares about what she does with her. I generally don't care. Live your life, get married, don't get married. Yeah, whatever. I, I literally can't, could care less about it. I don't wake up and think about Chelsea Handler, but who I do care about are the women that I speak to. We all know I do a show, Sawscast, that I interview hundreds of wide variety types of women. Yeah. I've had women in their 40s break down in tears crying, basically saying, I'm alone. I, my eggs are frozen. I don't have a man. I used to be hot. Now guys don't look at me the same. I was fed a crock of shit by feminism. Mm -hmm. Okay? But taking it a step further, I also interview a ton of model volleyball that I was just at. I was just, we did Rolling Loud. We did Ultra. We just did Tortuga. Interview a ton of women who are all in their early 20s, in their mid 20s, and they're going down this path. I don't need no man. I don't need, like all that. And to see the writing on the wall of what the future will hold, I think is what I'm most concerned about. Nobody gives a shit about what Chelsea does with her life. It's the fact that her 8 million followers or whoever's going to her show are going to be fed this bullcrap. And I, when I see women cry, break down, wish that they had a better life than what they have now, I think that's the biggest problem. By the way, do you have that clip about her day in the life of a modern woman? We feminine? played it a couple months ago, a month ago. I don't want to play it again. We okay. played it. It's pretty But that to me is, is indicative of what's going on. She wakes up. At 6 a.m., yeah. she says she takes an edible, masturbates, goes back to bed at noon. Then she flies to Paris, and she meets a random dude on Raya, bangs him. Then, you know, just lives her life. Then she basically puts on a VR set of goggles, goes into the metaverse. She's not a real person. Yep. It, she's, she's, she does this stuff for to capitalize on an audience to make money. The problem is... If you're, a, if you're a gal who's just a, an accountant and you're focused on your career and you're 43 and you follow Chelsea, yeah. nobody cares about you. You just yeah. you go home to your dog, your cat, your vibrator, yeah. and that's your life. And you know when this is going to catch up on her? When she's in her, let's say, 70s, 80s, hopefully she lives that long, and she's not feeling well or st shit's going downhill, 
No kids are going to be there. No husband's mm-hmm. going to be there to help her. Who are you going to go to? You're going to just have help that you pay for when you want somebody that loves you and is genuinely caring for you mm-hmm. to be there to help you. Because that what is she? She's almost fifty. She's it ain't, yo, she's it's happening. It's looks coming. Like she's forty nine. Yeah, because <laughs> vodka. That, that's what vodka does. For that's exactly. Well, you know, this goes back to a deeper issue. Remember the Wall Street Journal uh, story we talked about the decline in American values. Yeah. Right. Yeah. About not wanting kids, not wanting family. So somebody asked being... a question. Somebody asked yeah. a question. And I, I kind of, I, I think it's important for you to respond to this. So somebody said, okay, Adam, so you're saying she's this, she's in her 40s, she's that, she has no kids, she has no this. You're in your 40s, you're not married, you have no kids. Why can you judge her, but people cannot judge you? That was a question that was asked. I think it's a very mm-hmm. good question for you to respond to. I think that's a, I get that question all yeah. the time. Are you basically yeah. saying that men and women are the same? I think it takes, uh, a while it takes years for a man to mature to reach his status you know they say that men are success objects and women are beauty objects by the time you're 40 chelsea your beauty has faded no have you ever seen the sexual market value chart men are judged on their resources their money their age their income their game their personality there's a whole host of things that men are judged on okay women 80 percent of the chart is their beauty like newsflash, guys like pretty women. All right, you're a model. Congratulations. Like you wouldn't be modeling if guys found you unattractive. The pr- that's what men are judged on. And I speak to so many young guys out there that are 19, 20, 25. They haven't hit their mark yet. Women aren't paying attention to them. They have no money. They have no game. They have nothing. I'm like, dude, it takes time to marinate. Women reach their success on the front end. Okay. I know plenty of girls in Miami that are 21, 25 who basically get invited on yachts, billionaires' yachts, just because they're pretty. I'm sure you've been there. You're on Palm Beach. You get it. (laughs) No dudes are getting invited on yachts. You need to work your ass off to buy the fucking yacht. Yep. Okay? So men and women are not the same. And the difference is my outlook, my perspective. I'm not that dude being like, I'm single, bro. All I do is smash, and that's what I want to do the rest of my life. It's like, no, I've had my fun. I've done it all. I've made money. I've made connections. Now I'm actually looking for the next phase of life. Mm -hmm. So no, the two are not the same. At 43, now I'm at my peak money, financial status, my work, and now I have what is known as options. Chelsea is completely out of options. Are you you saying, are you saying, She's your type. Is that kind of what you're saying? Maybe 20 years ago, Chelsea. You like her, and is it like, do we need to say, Chelsea, if you're watching this, I would love to have a conversation with Chelsea. He's free. It would be great for you guys to go on a date. The chance of me wifing up a 48-year-old has-been Chelsea Handler is non-existent. If she has a younger 24-year-old sister, holler. Okay. All right. So any comments from your end, or can we skip to the next story? No, we should skip to the next story. Let's get serious. Let's go to the next story. We have to put that out there. Can I say one thing here? Yeah. Because a lot of people are going to cut this up and be like, he's a misogynist. He hates women. I love women. I hang out with women. My best friends are women, like other than my actual guy friends, my co-hosts of my show, female. I love women. I get along with women. I'm friends with women. This is not misogyny. Okay? It's I want to see the best for women. And I don't think Chelsea Handler's outcome is the best for women. Okay, good. Get it off your chest. It's it. I'm good. Say you sound, a, you sound a little like Donald Trump. You're know. <laughs> done. No if one loves a, women more than I love Nobody loves women. Them. I love that ball. I grab them. Yes. The, uh... You know what? All right. Okay, so let's grab this next story here. Kanye West, who lost fortune after anti-Semitic tirade, 
says he likes Jewish people again. That's kind of good news for him. I think he deleted that already, didn't he? This, this is it was a, an Instagram post. Yeah, it was an Instagram post. I think he and changed his mind already. Nick Fuentes was paid apparently $30,000 by Kanye West's presidential campaign. And that's a story that just came in when? Is this, uh, that's recent. Uh, that's uh, yesterday, The Hill. Mm-hmm. So let me read this story to you and see where your thoughts are on this. So uh, Nick Fuentes was paid 30 k by Kanye West's presidential campaign. Federal Election Commission filings revealed that 2020 presidential campaign of rapper Kanye West was uh, paid far-right activist and white supremacist Nick Fuentes over $30,000 for uh, uh, archival services and a travel reimbursement. According to data from uh, Federal Election Commission, he launched... Uh, a long-shot run for president in 2020 alongside former President Donald Trump, despite openly being a Trump supporter, and earned about 60,000 votes on Election Day. Fuentes has been labeled a white supremacist by the Justice Department and is known for his racist, racist anti-Semitic rhetoric. Kanye has also come under fire for anti-Semitic comments. What are your thoughts on this story? Um, I knew that Fuentes was working for him. I think we all kind of saw that break a few months ago. Um, Fuentes is an absolute monster. Like, truly, I think I've seen a few of his clips um, explaining in terms of like cookies in an oven how six million Jews could not have possibly perished in the wow. Holocaust. That's just the beginnings of the things that he says. So he's absolutely just despicable. I don't want to know how he got to Kanye. I don't know what happened to Kanye. I was a giant fan um, of Kanye's growing up and up until recently. I uh, listened to his music all the time. I loved skating to it and working out to it. And I really? was, Yeah, he was kind of like the underdog inspiration in his own way as well. Like I've always, yes, I've loved Kanye forever. So... Very disappointing. Um, I launched a Holocaust education project in honor of this whole situation called, uh, you can find it at educatekanye.com. But yeah, it was really disappointing. I think he's going through something because normal people do not, not only want to associate with Fuentes, but want to hire him to make him president. So it doesn't make a lot of sense. I think if something's off or sick, then we should just let him get help. But do, do you think Kanye can do anything to, because uh, apparently this whole story about him watching Jonah Hill, you know, whatever the you 21, know, Jump, story, Street. 21 yeah. Jump Street and kind of changed my mind, like, Jew, like like Jewish people again, all this stuff. And this was a story about a month ago or three weeks ago. Do you think, you know, he can do anything to get back to who he was before? Or is this a permanent career, you know, done decision that's going to ruin him for years and years to come? No, I think he can come back. He I can think- come back. A, America loves an underdog, but I think people love when people grow up, apologize, um, take responsibility, and move on. And I think this is a very easy thing to apologize for. You know, there's no reason he can't say, hey, really was going through something, had no idea the garbage that was coming out of these people's mouths. I apologize, and I'll visit a Holocaust museum. I'll focus on writing music and making amends and take it from there one day at a time. Is it kind of like if he wrote a song uh, instead of (laughs) Jesus walked, he says, Jesus never walked. Okay. I might do it. He says Jesus was it. a Jew. And right. then he gets the maybe that's remix. like the next remix like he does yeah. uh, to see what happens. So so there is a possibility that in the future you could figure skate and listen to his music again. Yeah. I mean Possibly. That's a tough one. You don't sound committed to it. He was he's known for his music. He's not known for politician right. Kanye yeah. West. So I will always admire his music. All right. Okay. Adam, any thoughts on this one? Yeah, of course. Nick well, Fuentes. Nick Fuentes specifically. Um well, I just covered uh, a story that he did with my friend Pearl, uh, Pearly Davis, Pearly Things, massive YouTuber um, in the uh, Manosphere Red Pill space, and she invited him on the show. And listen, when you uh, when you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. And you sit down with a guy like Nick Fuentes, who is 24, and now he's the expert on the Holocaust. Right. Okay? <laughs> uh, by the way, it's interesting that Kanye is able to thread the needle of, because... 
uh, white supremacist, anti-Semite. So it's like Kanye will, you know, he'll tune out the anti-Semitic stuff. I'm sorry, tune out the anti-black stuff, but just kind of focus on the anti-Semitic stuff. It's like, I know you hate blacks and Jews and dogs, but uh, I'm just going to focus on the Jewish part with you there, uh, Nick. So uh, Nick, I think, actually reached out. What was the situation, Rob? So I basically responded to Pearl, and I was basically like, look, Pearl, stay in your lane. You know, if you want to be in the dating red pill space, you know, why get into debates over the merits of slavery or the accuracy of sl slavery and the Holocaust? It's like, what's going to what's the benefit for your specific career? Do you know who this girl is, Pearl Davis? I don't, no. Okay, I'm sure you've seen her online. Mm -hmm. if you take a picture. But I basically was like, you know, your reputation is who you are, even if it's not who you are. Right. So, Nick, you ever seen this girl? Oh, yeah. She's mm -hmm. like, okay, gotcha. Um so even, and I think Nick said, hey, I'm not a white supremacist. What, what was the response? Well, Nick's camp reached out and they wanted to see if you'd be interested in sitting down with him. Um, the, the quote was, he's being smeared as a white supremacist by Adam, uh, but I am one of yeah. many examples of proof to the contrary, as I am a black man. And this was his uh, middleman, his and what, representation. And what is, and oh, what is Fuentes? What, he's, that's a Latin last name, right? He's Latino. Possibly, Fuentes, yes. And, he's, a, yeah. and he's, he's just saying outlandish shit. Yeah, well, it's not like I put the word white supremacist out there. You have Wikipedia, the guy. Wikipedia you Google the guy. White it's the first thing, the American white supremacist <laughs> political commentator. Yeah, I don't So get, all I'm uh, doing is way, reading. I'm, I'm not defending the guy at all. Oh whatsoever but be careful when you're you know saying just because uh, wikipedia says something about somebody that that's who they are that's not how i judge it what what has happened is if these stories are surrounding you there's a reason for it uh some of it is probably because you're trying to get eyeballs and i saw him i think in one clip if this is the same guy that he was following ben shapiro while he's crossing crossing the yep. street with his kids I, I think it's, is it the same guy? I okay. Think so, yeah. Like, listen, if you're doing that to get the eyeballs, great. Uh, it's you work. I mean, it's working for you. People are talking about you. But there's certain things, you know. I don't know if you want certain things to be your identity out there. So maybe you can come on a podcast. Get you guys can talk to each other. About Look, it. maybe I'll bring him down to the Holocaust Museum in Miami Beach, and we'll sit down and have a cup of coffee right there, or we can go to the Holocaust Museum in Washington D.C. And let's see if that's something that he'd be open to. Maybe you'd like to join us. Sure. Okay. Yeah, we'll discuss. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's talk about uh, uh, Trump and DeSantis. I know as a uh, uh, model and somebody that goes to University of Pennsylvania and you're about to graduate tonight, your last class, are yeah. you comfortable talking about this or could you get an F yeah. if you give commentary <laughs> on it? So let's watching. get right into it. <laughs> Trump holds wider, wide lead over DeSantis among Georgia GOP voters in 2024 primary Poll, despite the ex-president's endorsement, flops against top state Republicans last year. Okay, so this is a story from the Insider that just came out. Uh, let me read some of the highlights of this story here. So, okay, so poll of likely Republican primary votes on Georgia found that pro, uh, former President Donald Trump uh, leads uh, former uh, Governor Ron DeSantis 51 to, 31, 51 to 30 in a potential 2024 race. The survey also found that Trump retains an average with the party's most conservative voters as well as those who are uh, older and those who do not have a college degree, DeSantis performed better in the poll among Republican college graduates and was competitive with the uh, Trump uh, among uh, higher income members of the party. The poll showed that 89 percent of GOP voters said the recent indictment of Trump by the Manhattan District Attorney's Office over his involvement in a hush money payment to the adult film actress Stormy Daniels shouldn't bar him from seeking the presidency again. What are your thoughts uh, uh, 
when it comes down to Trump and DeSantis for 2024? I have a lot of thoughts um, just because I live here and this is all anyone ever wants to talk about for some reason. Um, I think DeSantis is severely overhyped. Um, I think people really want to move on from Donald Trump on both sides, even those that love him. I think secretly dream about a time where they can go to work and not be asked about their opinion on Donald Trump. Um, I think people think DeSantis is that guy because after 2016, people still don't understand why Trump won and really want someone to be the next something. And they think a Republican with 5% of Trump's personality could do that. They think DeSantis is the guy. I don't see it. I don't think this is going to last. I think the indictment, unfortunately, is probably one of the first indictments Trump's going to see. We saw what happened to his poll numbers after that, and I think that's what we're going to see for the next year. Okay, so you're you're 27. Mm-hmm. You're about to finish, you know, uh, uh, MBA. Is it you? No, you're getting your master's. It's a master's. master's. Yeah. You're about to finish your master's. You're married. You're living in Palm Beach and New York, back and forth. What policies? What matters to you the most today when it comes down to candidates? So, if you were to say, at this age, where I am, who I am, this is what matters to me. You know, I want to see this, this, this. What would those items be for you? Those policies be. Honestly, it's weird. If you asked me six months ago, I could list a bunch. And now I'm just like, let's not go into war with Russia and China. Like, I'm just scared for what the hell is going to happen to America. And I want whatever comes after Joe Biden to actually protect us from the world, which really wants us dead. Like, it's that simple. So I'd say whoever can keep America safe and keep a country in existence for my future children, that's number one right now. What's two? I I don't think they're in order. I'd say... Foreign policy-wise, America first, very simple. Um, When it comes to in the country, I think, for example, keeping something like abortion, like I consider myself pro-life, but I think keeping Americans kind of stable and not arguing over how far left or how far right we can be based on whose administration is in power, like that's a normal thing that we should be able to agree on. I think DeSantis is too far right on that, for example. We just saw that. Six weeks. Yeah. Um, I think- I think Trump actually said when I could be wrong, when Texas passed the six week, the same rule, I think Trump said it was a little complex and he wasn't sure if he agreed with it. So I think it was 2021, I believe. I think a balance is very necessary. I think people really want to see the right beat the left or left beat the right, depending on, you know, what side you're on. I just want a normal country. I want a balance. I want harmony. I want people not, you know, punching each other in the street based on who they voted for in 2016. Um, And I want to know that, you know, people are safe, the kids are safe, the religious liberty is safe, just very basic common sense American values that I grew up with that I'm kind of scared are disappearing. So let me read that story for you. And and, and I want to I want to get your thoughts on this. Florida lawmakers passed six week abortion Mm -hmm. law. This is a Wall Street Journal story. Uh, They have passed a bill banning abortion after six weeks of pregnancy, a strict measure that indicates Republicans aren't backing away from efforts to curtail abortion access, even in the states where such efforts may carry political risk. A poll in March by the University of North Carolina found that 75% of Floridians oppose banning abortion starting at six weeks of pregnancy, all by with no exceptions of for, for rape and incest. The final hurdle for the bill is a signature from Governor Ron DeSantis, who has said he would sign legislation limiting abortion if it crosses his desk. If enacted, the bill would ban uh, most abortions in the state and with limited exceptions, including for rape and incest and for certain medical emergencies. Since the Supreme Court overturned uh, Roe v. Wade last June, June, roughly a dozen states have banned most abortions. So you're not with six weeks. I think majority of Americans, if I'm not mistaken, are uncomfortable with that. They are, yes. Yeah, it's that simple. Americans don't support this. You know, when you want an America that's living in harmony and when issues are that serious and that <clears throat> nuanced and that emotional for so many people, I don't think the whole, like, beat the left, beat the right, you know, debate and wokeness and 
you know, social media going viral, like all these things that politicians are focusing on right now, I don't think that's necessary for an issue as serious as abortion. You think that's going to be a big talk, topic of discussion for 2024? You think the left's going to use that a lot? Depending on who the nominee is, but yes, for sure. Let's just say an energized guy named Joe Biden is the mm. nominee, and <laughs> he's going up against a Trump or a DeSantis. How different would it be? Um, I think if DeSantis is the nominee with the six-week you know, ban, I think it would be more prevalent. But no, people are going to bring it up for sure. I think that was a big topic of the midterms. We kind of realized, I mean, I see it going on on college campuses. I see what's happening with young people. And that's, I'd say their top three issues, like abortion is one of them. So. Colleges and universities. Yeah. They're talking about. They're talking about abortion. Yeah, well, don't forget, uh, just during the midterms, uh, it was supposed to be a red wave. Yeah. Right? I mean, for months and months and months, it's a red wave. We all This always happens. The incumbent president, when the when, when he's in there, and, the, and the, 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 there's a midterm election, and then what we saw happen was a red teardrop, basically. Barely. So they took over the, the House of Representatives. They didn't do anything with the Senate. And one of the major reasons why was this Dobbs decision overturning Roe versus Wade. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's speculation that Mitch McConnell manufactured this because he didn't want to take over. That's bullshit. I think this was uncalculated and a horrible decision by the Republicans. They should have waited until after the midterms to do this. So clearly this is a major issue, especially for women. Now, if when it comes to DeSantis in Florida, this makes no sense to me. Because if you're if you're if you're trying to win a primary, okay, um you maybe appeal to the base. Okay, maybe that works for you. But we all know that basically the way that it works is during the primary, you appeal to your base and then you pivot in the general election to appeal to the center. Nobody in America, there is no appetite for a six week abortion ban. There's no appetite. We can have conversations about 12 weeks, 15 weeks, pro-life, pro-choice. Nobody. This is draconian at best. Not, Not nobody. It's not nobody. It's just not the majority. Yeah. So so it's not a nobody thing when you say that. And the Mitch McConnell, you don't know if that did happen or not as a strategy. Nobody knows that. Nobody can sit there and say that wasn't the case. We're all speculating here. These are our opinions that we're given. It's not 100% certainty that we know one way or another. Well, what, but what percent, to do, yeah. to do what, what is kind of weird is after what happened with Roe v. Wade, everybody in the country already knows where DeSantis stands. You don't need to do this. Like, this is not a a policy to attack to get the conservative people to say oh he's even more conservative than i thought i you know i don't know if this is the right direction to go but you know he's choosing to go why this direction do, why do you think he's doing this like if you're if you're his strategist if you're his chief strategist and you're saying all right you got to run to the right of center but everyone's saying the reason that people like you is because you're quote unquote left of trump right right, right of trump why would you do this? This makes no sense to me. Yeah, He also You're, did it. Didn't he sign at like 11 p.m. in a room yeah. somewhere? He knows it's not going to be popular. Yeah. He's not a stupid guy. Yeah. Why, why would you do this, Pat? Six weeks. Why would he do this? Yeah, why would he do this? Okay. You're... You're either doing this because it's truly a belief that you have, and let's just say that's what he really believes in, based on his values and principles... They're thinking this is going to get people that weren't there for him to support him, which I believe he already has that vote. Uh, Maybe it's a position to differentiate himself from Trump to say, hey, I am not like Trump. While Trump is, you know, casual with this and he'll go up to whatever the number is, 12 weeks or, you know, 16 weeks, 20 weeks. You know, I'm not going past six weeks. Could be a way of him 
wanting certain conservative people to, you know, say, okay, this guy's more conservative than we thought. There's so many different ways you can look at this here. I don't know strategically if this would be the policy I would touch if you want to become president after we saw what happened on midterms. I, I don't I don't understand it strategically either. But like she said, he's not a dummy. He's a very smart guy. Uh, uh, DeSantis, you know who DeSantis is? Here's who DeSantis is. You know how in a group text you're with your friends and your buddies and everybody's talking shit? Yeah. And you're sending texts and one guy sends a picture of this. And you know how we kind of send stuff to – we say stuff to each other with guys that – Maybe you wouldn't, you know, wouldn't do it. You know, Are you like, referring to what is known as locker room talk? <laughs> well, you want to call a locker room talk. Where I would do this. Oh, I would do this to her, and I would do that. Man, let me tell you, all this stuff like guys that talk. Yeah. He's the guy that would just do one emoji, LOL, <laughs> but yeah. he would never en- say and engage. That's him. Yeah. So you have to know who he is, meaning this guy has been thinking about this since he was very young, that one day this is going to happen, and he's careful who he takes pictures with. He's careful. He's that guy, okay? Mm-hmm. This is not a Trump who's like, I don't no. give a shit, man. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. You don't like it. I don't know. This is... So there's a very different style. So if, if that's how he's branding himself and he decides to get away from that brand, we already have somebody that's away from that brand. Yeah. Your brand is the opposite of Trump, mm-hmm. okay? Your brand is the safe guy. Your brand is the... You know, this is the guy that we settle down with. We have that brand. He's very safe. By the way, I think he's a strong leader. I think in a way this also helps knowing he's probably careful with the decisions he's going to be making if he does become a president. I think he will make a good president. I think there's a part of him that he'll make a great president uh, later on. It's just, you know, whether people are ready with him being there today and whether this was a good move at a time like this. I don't know. You got 20 other issues you can pick and choose from to go from. You can choose the border. You can choose economy. You can choose COVID. You can go after more Fauci. You can do uh, education. You can go after the trans. You can do so many different things. This one's going to upset some people on the right that are pro-choice. Mm-hmm. So this, this is and you said it. There's uh, a lot of closet pro-choicers, by the way, on the right. Oh, 100 percent. Tommy Lauren made her name or yeah. lost her no, job no, with but the place. She's not closet though. No, she's no, not closet. Saying, no, no, no I, I think, don't think like, you understand what I'm saying. Like. There are people that will say, I'm pro-life, yeah. but inside, mm-hmm. listen, man, I kind of had to be pro-choice seven years ago. Nobody, yeah. no one exactly. knows. There's a lot of uh, <laughs> yeah. closet pro-choicers that none of us know about. Every yeah. male yeah. politician ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. But, more, <laughs> Every, yeah. Yeah. but yeah. So, Elizabeth, if it, if it comes down to so, <laughs> so Trump, because you were, you were involved with the campaign, right, in 2016? I was, yeah. So you obviously saw it firsthand. Trump did not get a fair shake. I don't care what anybody says. Before he won, they, all the investigation from Russia, the collusion to draining the swamp and the media just turning on him. I've, nobody's ever seen anything like that because yeah. they were all they all bowed down to the powers that be. If it came down to it right now, are you going? Are you voting for Trump or DeSantis if it, if it comes down to that left or right? Trump, DeSantis, I would vote for Donald Trump. You would 100% go for Donald yeah. Trump. And what what? And besides all the like the thing that we just talked about, what what's your just from what you've seen in the past, yeah. or are you just sticking to your guns because you're like, he he is for the people and he sacrificed yeah, everything for us? It's like such a basic, non-almost-educated answer, but I just, I hate politicians. Mm-hmm. Like, I've just been around them so much, I cannot stand them. Mm-hmm. And he's a politician, and I don't like that. Yeah, It's, I feel it's like, that simple. What do you yeah. not like about politicians? They're just rehearsed, and ho- much like we just talked about, the closeted pro-choice people. Like, they're just all horrible. <sighs> Like all politicians, Career, really. they'll tell you what you want to oh. hear. It doesn't yeah. matter. They'll compromise anything as There's long. Not a statement or like a decision that comes out of their mouth that doesn't come from like. Give us an example. Of it. Give us an example of it. 
of somebody. I was just going to say. Like, who would be the poster child? You think so? All of, uh, truly, any politician. What name did you say? I said DeSantis, but that's only because we talked about now. Anyone before Donald Trump, anyone after Donald Trump. Well, she's saying because he is a politician. Like Ted Cruz, when you look at Ted Cruz, you look at Ted Cruz, he just says what, like, he's the typical cutout board of a politician. He says what the people want to hear. You don't know who he really is as a human being. And she nailed it. I mean, Donald Trump was a businessman, but just said, you know what? I'm going to come here and I'm going to shake shit up. I, I don't and think, he did. I, I don't think Ted Cruz is likable, but I think he's a dog. Like, oh, he's, I, don't, I don't think he's, you know, you know, like he, 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 I always go back to if we were in high school, right, to see who the person was in high school. Okay. So if you go to high school with this guy, you kind of know who he was. Okay. If I go to high school with you, I kind of know who you were. You go to high school with Ted, you know who he was. Uh-huh. You know who Ted was. Yeah. Who was Ted Cruz in high school? Ted probably Cruz on the debate team. On the, yeah. He definitely was probably picked, on. picked on. He was definitely yeah. getting picked on. Very punchable oh, face. He got a wedgie a week. 100% somebody He's a wedgie. probably guy that was so condescending, oh, yeah. making people. You know who he is? Ted Cruz, a, 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 a movie character. You ready? Go. I'm going to give it to you and you're going to go there. Go ready? Ready? Go ahead. Goodwill Hunting. How about them apples? He's that guy. God. Oh, wow. Really? He's that guy. Do you know really? who, which guy I'm talking yeah. about? 100%. Oh, so you're the just going to come in here and you recite things that you read online and then boom, boom. That's that guy. Yeah. He is you. that smart and he wants to make you look like a moron. Yeah. But guess what? He is still a dog. 100%. He is still a dog. But, pol- but politician through and through. I also understand. What, no, I don't think so. You don't I, think so? No, I think politician through and through to me is somebody that... I get what she's saying. There's a difference between a statesman and, you know, a politician. There's still a few of them around. You don't have to like them. There's still a few of them around. There's some of them that will sell their soul just to have their career who, who, who and all of that. Who would you say right now, if you, had to, if you had to say politician, that's the person? I think McConnell's a politician. Well, I think yeah. McConnell's a politician. Sure, yeah. I think he's for sure a politician. I think there's a lot of them out there, but I think he's a politician. Schumer's a politician. Pelosi's mm-hmm. a politician. Uh, uh, you, you, the problem with this world is the longer you're in this world, the more you start being one, yeah. and you don't even know it. It's yeah. that Swamp simple. Yeah. yeah. Look, if you and I lived in a house, okay, and in this house we're living with 20 different people, we, you and I are 22 years old, okay. okay, we're expected to live in this house for six months. It's on the beach, okay, 10 girls, 10 guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And it's a beautiful house, party house. Jersey Shore type. Drinks on the house, okay. everything on the house. If 19 of the guys in this house are snorting, they're doing E, they're rolling, they're doing everything, how long until you are tempted to join the club? 10.30 at night. (laughs) (laughs) 10.30 at first night. The the point is there's power and influence. Of course. So the longer you're in the swamp, you eventually... Become the swamp. Become yeah, the swamp. Yeah, yeah. Which is why term limits should be a number one priority moving yeah. forward. Did, did you see that guy give a speech? Uh, he was at the podium, and he's like, you guys tell me if this is the NBA or the NFL players. You ever seen this speech? Oh, yeah, yeah. He goes, all right, guys, give it to an audience. He's like, you tell me which sport you think this is, the NBA or the NFL. He's like, uh, 32 DUIs, uh, multiple convictions. 54 seconds. Go back right. to it and play it. Go ahead. Yeah, go watch back this. To yeah, this is a great. I know what you're talking. Watch about. Watch this. Oh, this is. Oh, okay. I got. I, I remember yeah. seeing this. This is kind of validates. Uh, can you go uh, on Elizabeth's this? point? Is it NBA or NFL? Elizabeth, you ever seen this? Mm-mm. Go All back. Right. Go back so she can read. Go back. Have been accused of. Sp- By the way, I want you to guess before he reveals it whether you think it's the NBA or the NFL go when ahead. he's done. Play. Okay. okay. And he so said don't that, play the yes, end. Which is it? Is it NBA or NFL? Thirty-six have been accused of spousal abuse. 
seven have been arrested for fraud, 19 have been accused of writing bad checks, 117 have directly or indirectly uh, been bankrupted at least two businesses, three have done time for assault, 71, I repeat, 71 cannot get a credit card due to their bad credit, 14 have been arrested on drug-related charges, eight have been arrested for shoplifting, 21 currently are defendants in lawsuits, and 84 have been arrested for drunk driving in the last year. How many of you think NBA? How many of you think NFL? Pause it, Rob. Pause it. Which one do you think? Elizabeth, do you think it's the NBA or the NFL? So you going to say like United States Congress? Yeah. Play. Well, the answer is either. It's the 435 members of the United yeah. States Congress. Yes. Wow. There you go. Proving your point. Of course. Yeah. I think it's anyway, so Congress con Congress approval ratings actually just increased five percent over the last <laughs> year to a whopping twenty three percent approval. We're at seventy five percent disapproval. Uh, not great numbers. No, their Q score. What would it take to do term limits? I mean, because the people that are they're in charge of saying yeah, the people the that are voting the for voting the term, are limits. The term <laughs> limits are the term limits. But don't you feel like that? I mean, that I agree with you one hundred percent. Like I'm like. When you see somebody like Joe Biden, obviously he's the worst one, but Nancy Pelosi actually speak, I'm like, you want to talk about embarrassed? I'm like, how? how? They're all the so same, though. Sad. No, you got Joe Chuck Grassley. He's 117 years old. I okay, he from I Iowa. No, he's, yeah, he died. I thought he died, but They're weekend at burning his ass yeah, out there, yeah. just coming in and voting. He's a hologram. You got Dianne Feinstein, 98 years old. Well, I mean, maybe that's generous. She might be 198. Yeah, she's scared. You got McConnell. You got Pelosi. You got Schumer. They're 80-plus years old running the country. Oh, yeah. Mitch, if Mitch McConnell's not an alien, then I don't... Yeah. yeah. But I don't know if age is the problem or just being in that Jersey Shore house too long. Like, if yeah, you start house, young, you're yeah. still done. You should be out by 40. Yeah. I don't care if, you, you know, if you're 89 and you got an 84. That's fine. At least that Jersey Shore house would be much oh. funner. Than oh, yeah. my God. You got Snooki out there. You so, got, what uh, do you guys want to do? You want to play bingo? <laughs> you know, like, I don't know what they're doing on like Friday night, you know? But, I mean, but anyway, so... But I, I don't know, Elizabeth, I got to give you a little pushback right here. Okay, bring it. My grandma's 92 years old, okay? <laughs> yeah. I love my grandma to death, yeah. okay? I don't want her running the country at this point. Most Pat's likely, dad is yeah. one of the wisest men I know. Gabriel Bed-David. He's listening right now, and he's, I if love I cuss, him to he's going to yell at me. He's your number one fan, by I love name him. Gabriel? I love him. Gabriel. Yeah, his father's That's name is Gabriel. That's my brother's name, okay. Really? Yeah. Mensch. Mensch. Gabriel, Gabriel Pippen. Mensch. Mm -hmm. How old is Papa now? Turned 81 last week. Okay. I, and I mean this in the sincerest way. I don't want him running the country. Yeah. I want his son running the country. Yeah. Young, healthy, vibrant, dedicated. I want no, I agree Gabriel being the consultant. I agree on the that. I was just saying the age is not the issue. Yes. It's how long they've been there. Yeah. So you I want, think it's both. So you're saying For you want sure. the son. I think it's the 80s and 90s and 100-year-olds that are running the country. So you want Hunter yeah. Biden to run the country no, and do I don't crack cocaine either. in the White House. Got it. Okay. No, I don't what want that. What he's saying is he wants DeSantis. Adam yeah. wants yeah. DeSantis or Newsom. Even after the UFC fight when I, you said you went from Trump to here... To hear? That was really cool when he walked that in. That was UFC so sad. I, I'm not going to lie. That was kind of dope. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was it, it was a moment. You felt him come. I didn't see him coming. You felt By the way, surpri surprising event. So, something very surprising happened, which I'm sure a lot of people are going to be yeah. shocked with. Uh, Mike Pence was booed at the NRA. What? Yeah, he was. Did you hear I about this? Was it in his home state? Yeah, it was in his home state. And Trump got a two-minute uh, standing ovation yes. uh, at the event. Uh, in his speech, first speech since being indicted on felony charges in New York, Trump promised to remain a loyal friend and fearless uh, 
champion of the country's largest gun rights lobbying group, as he seeks to be the party's nominee for 2024 presidential election. He appeared to acknowledge the crowd's frosty response to Pence, his former running mate. The NRA event was attended by several Republican hopefuls, including Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and former United Nations Ambassador Nikki Haley, highlighting how the NRA's endorsement remains powerful and highly coveted amongst Republicans. How important is the NRA endorsement, by the way? It's big. It's, it's, it's very important. I think that's why, ironically, your boy DeSantis put out his anti-Trump. Your boy. Your boy. Yeah. Uh, his anti-Trump ad, I, I want to say the same day, saying Trump was bad on the Second Amendment. Because, I mean, NRA guns, like, that's it's a lot it's bigger American. than people realize. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Because, you, know, you know how you think about NRA right now? If, if somebody is a member of NRA, it's kind of like, oh, my God. Did you know yeah. Yeah. he's part of the NRA? Yeah. How could you be part of the NRA? And uh, John F. Kennedy was a proud card-carrying mm-hmm. member 100%. of the NRA. It was a very normal thing back in the days. Yeah. Both the Dems and the Republicans wanted the endorsement. Now it's just on the right uh, when it comes down to this. But what, if you were to say, Mike mm-hmm. Pence, where will he peak? Okay, one. Let's say he runs. Okay, how? Like, what percent do you think is going to be his peak? Like, you know, you remember Herman Cain. Went all the way up. I think he had 18% at one point. Newt went to 23%, or Sanders got to 20, 21%, you know, or so Ross Pro got to 19 or 20%. But what do you think Pence is going to go to? So I'll, give you, I'll give you two answers here. Um, number one, I think, you know, high single digits, maybe it's, you know, seven, eight, nine percent at best, right? 2%. Right now it's 2%. <laughs> but but <laughs> we all know, no. let, let me tell you who I think Mike Pence is going to be. You know, uh, when it's, uh, you know, it's, we're, it's NBA season right now. And, you know, like, let's say, um, you know, the Dallas Mavericks need to win their final game in order to make the playoffs. And they're playing against the Houston Rockets. And Houston's been long out of the playoffs. They got no chance. Mm-hmm. But they want to beat the shit out of Dallas. Yeah. Okay? Or it's like the Miami Dolphins. They're not making the playoffs, but they're playing the Patriots. And all they want to do is be a spoiler. Mm-hmm. And they don't care. Their season's done. They know that they're not winning. But they have their sights on winning that last game of the season. Why? To ruin the Patriots season. Mm-hmm. To ruin Dallas Mavericks season. We just saw Dallas get eliminated from the playoffs. I don't think we understand the vendetta that Mike Pence has against Donald Trump. I don't think we're going to fully realize that until it gets so ugly on that debate stage with Trump, with DeSantis, with Pence, possibly with Chris Christie. We know Nikki Haley will be there, Tim Scott. We're going to see Mike Pence on stage saying, I was his vice president. He endangered my life and my family. He is unfit to be president. If you don't think that's going to... He's going to do it. Of course he is. And I still think that Trump will get the nomination. Of course. But But what may happen, this is just my opinion, tear it down all you want, is that it's going to get so ugly and ugly and ugly that there's going to be a wounded candidate coming into the general election and sleepy-ass Joe Biden is just going to sleepwalk potentially into the presidency because there's going to be so much fighting on the Republican side of things. Um, That's my opinion. But but, but when you see people like the Pence's, you know you have... The hell with that 2%. You have zero chance of touching Trump, let alone DeSantis. So I think all those people on that stage are either put there strategically, just like you said... To make them look like shit so that the left even is going to learn more stuff about them to give them talking points to talk shit. You know you're losing that race. But Trump is Trump is number one right now. The same number two. Nobody's touching. Race. Like, so those people, is it just for their resume, Pat? Like, I ran for president in 2024. You're it's a it's a lost battle before you even go in. Like, mm-hmm. what are you what are you doing? You know, you know what I mean? 
Why are you announcing? For what? Listen, if you if you've gone in that world, yeah, of the world of politics, and you're gonna plan on writing a book or legacy kids, you have to have your Wikipedia say former 2024 presidential candidate. Candidate, got okay? you. Got you. Like if 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 I was any one of you that are born here, yeah, at one point. You have to figure out a way to <laughs> run for president <laughs> and to say Vincent O'Shana, Can I- 2032 presidential candidate, former presidential, uh, uh, you know, candidate. Can I get in for 2020? Can we do it for this one? <laughs> I don't know if we can do it. I, what? But, Let's well, do it. But, but look, I, I, think, I think that's a part of it. The other part of it as well is a lot of these guys run because they get a job afterwards. Mm-hmm. So there's a job that you're fighting for. Uh, remember when Trump won? The day he won, you know, they're like, well, typically when a candidate wins, you know, they take a week off or a month off or they don't do anything. The guy was in the office the next day. I love it. And he was interviewing Romney that yeah. walked into yeah. his office. I don't know if you remember Man. when Romney walked into yeah. this office. You're like, yeah. what the hell is Romney doing? And yeah. everybody's just meeting, 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 meeting because yeah. this is like, hey, do you want a job? Let's talk about it. Do you want this job? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. Okay, I'll give you this job. Well, if I give you this job, are you going to? So that's kind of like the next part. Yeah. So Meanwhile, nine, Joe, Joe Biden is sleeping. 90% yeah. of people are running for a job. They're not running to be president. Got gotcha. you. They're running what, for a what job. What job would Mike Pence be running for at this point, though? He's already been Listen, vice president. He's I, already been governor. It's easy to take shots at Mike Pence. But uh, same people that like Trump forget that he played a very important role uh, at that time because he brought in – the side of where he was the Indiana, I want to say, you know, conservative, yeah. safe. And some people that were like, man, I'm a little worried about him. He brought more safety in. Like, you know, when I started an insurance company, I had a reputation of being very competitive, you know, loud, you know, doing my thing. And I upset a lot of different people. I brought certain people in that got those that were worried about coming over to us to say, okay, that guy's there. They're going to be fine. That guy's there. I feel safer. So it's mm-hmm. a strategic hire that you have. So you can take shots at him all you want. The guy was a hero for a lot of Trump fans back in 2015, 2016. Yeah, no, I think I, he played his part. He, right. it's, I, it's like a player yeah. you got that you forget Ray Allen hit the shot. He got a championship. Guy. Yes. Yep. Just give him the credit. Exactly. I hate Ray Allen as much as you want today. I get it. Yep. But the guy still hit the shot, got you chips. So. You could make the case that he got Trump elected because he won over the Christian I evangelical I think he was very vote. important. I yep. think he was very important. Yeah. What I don't like now is that sometimes this is what happens is, okay, who's more important, Pence or Trump, to get into the White House? Who's more important? Trump. Uh, who's the bigger driver to get it's into the White House? Close. Trump. It's not even close. not even a conversation. Give me the percentage of them when they won in 2016. What percentage oh, of the oh, success? Oh, in 2016? What percentage of the credit of Trump winning was oh, Trump? What percentage of the credit of uh, Trump going to the White House was Pence? 25%. No way, guys. You're what the, are you talking uh, about? 90 10 it's, it's 99 to 1. Yeah. Really? Yeah, because you, dude, you didn't win the... What do you call it? The, 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 the primary by, you know, you want it because it's like, yeah. this is the guy, right? And then you announce who it is. So it's 99 him. It's one him. Here's a problem. You know, if you wrote on someone's coattail and you go up and you flip, it's, it's, a, it's a little bit, that's what his DNA is today. That's his reputation today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and by the way, Democrats love him. CNN loves him. MSNBC loves him. He's a great tool. By the way, expect him to be on TV, 60 Minutes, CBS, ABC, all of this stuff for for 16 straight months every day. And then he's going to get a $10 million book deal, $5 million book deal. 
And then he's going to be the guy that's going to have a consultant, you know, half a million dollar a year job with CNN, MSNBC to do talking. Yeah. That's what he's going to be doing. Yeah. So, but it is what it is. He played, it, it's like, it's like uh, Scottie Pippen. I was watching a video today about how Scottie Pippen was um, the guy. And then after the last dance, there was a big following out between the two of them. Yeah. Because Scottie then came out and he wrote a book and he said, what? He says, what do you want to be remembered as? I want to be remembered as the greatest of all time. Come on, bro. That's what he wants to <laughs> Scotty said, I want to be remembered. Have you seen this interview? Scottie Whatever said, I want to be, it is, it's just I want to be remembered as so delusional. When when Robin suddenly thinks he's Batman. Batman yes. <laughs> you're gonna be a better Robin being the best Robin you can be. Correct. Versus yeah. you all of a sudden thinking, you know. Anyways, I, this, this just took me to a complete... Let me ask you a question. <laughs> Love yeah, it. well, it's delusional. You actually think, you said that CNN, you know, these MSNBCs, they love Pence now. You actually think they love him? I think they look at him as a useful idiot. What? But that's, you still love a useful idiot. <laughs> that's of course. Right. What's wrong with a useful They're idiot? They're like, oh, uh, Trump's no. bootlicking VP is now anti-Trump? It's Saturday night, him. 11 o'clock. Yeah. Three people aren't texting you back. <laughs> One of the girls does. You love her. <laughs>